0: Today, I'm here with Sophia. How are you doing, Sophia?
1: I'm alright. How are you?
0: Good. So, what are the uh, scripture references for January 4th?
1: Um, today, we have Genesis 1 8 through 10 32, um, Matthew 4 12 through 25, which is what I'll be reading, uh, Psalms 4 1 through 8, and our proverb is. 120
0: through 23. Awesome. Again, we just want to highly encourage everyone listening to to go out and get yourself a one-year Bible or to look up the references that Sophia just read. Uh, We also want to encourage you to join in our week of prayer and fasting. It's going from January 2nd to January 7th. And today, January 4th, at 6.30, we have a prayer night in Middleborough, so come out and join us for that. Uh, Sophia, do you want to start off with your reading?
1: Of course. Um, Matthew 4, 12-25. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He first went to Nazareth and then left there and moved to Capernaum beside the Sea of Galilee. In the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, this fulfilled what God had said through the prophet Isaiah. In the land of Zebulun and of Naphtali, beside the sea, beyond the Jordan River, in Galilee, where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land where death cast its shadow, a light has shined. From then on, Jesus began to preach, repent your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing the net into the water for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, come follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zabidi, repairing their nets, and he called them to come too. They immediately followed them, leaving the boat and their father behind. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom He healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria. The people soon began bringing him, all who were sick, and whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Large crowds followed him wherever he went, people from Galilee, the Ten Towns, Jerusalem, from all over Judea, and from east of the Jordan River. Um, So what I find really interesting about that passage is... James, John, Peter, and Andrew, it, when you read it, it shows no hesitation in uh, like anything. It says they left immediately or they dropped it at once. Um, and I just think that's very meaningful as I think a lot of people will hesitate and second guess and doubt, rather just following in what God's will is for their life. So I thought that was pretty neat. Do you have any thoughts, Haley? Yeah, I think that
0: a lot of the time when God calls us out of, you know, our comfort zone, there is a hesitation there. But like you said, it's nice to hear that, you know, these people Jesus went up to and they didn't hesitate. They did everything.
1: You know, it makes me feel kind of like a wuss. Like, oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, they just left their job I mean, James and John left their dad, <laughs> so I'm like, oh my goodness, that's a a little intense. Another thing that I thought was really interesting is anybody that heard about Jesus didn't really doubt it. they all it says that people from the ten towns I don't really know what that is, but you know it sounds like a lot population wise and it's just it's talking about how people all over went. And followed him, like, wherever he went, um, no matter what they had, because they had faith that he would heal. Um, even though they had no idea who he was, I thought that was also really cool.
0: Yeah, and it said that, you know, he healed them all.
1: Yeah, you like, know. no hesitation. It's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, okay. like
0: he healed everyone. He didn't turn anyone away.
1: Mm-hmm. No.
0: I think that is also an important takeaway is that, you know, our Jesus, our God, doesn't discriminate, you know? He will heal everyone. He's there for everyone. He loves everyone. He doesn't pick and choose out of the pumpkin patch, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I think it's very inspiring, uh, especially because, like, I don't know, sometimes you'll see, like, people with, like, cancer and stuff like that, and they're praying to be healed, and sometimes they aren't healed, but... um I mean, here it shows that everyone was. Not that, like, (laughs) if you're not getting healed, you know, there's something wrong. But I personally believe that there will be a time where everyone is healed. Even if that means, like, you know. Like, in heaven, there's no sickness. Yeah, you're either healed on this side of heaven or on the other side of heaven. Yeah. And I just, I think that's very cool. I like that a lot. You know, he just had a... He had a lot of stands. It's like... I was going to say the BTS of the Bible, but I think that's, like, not it, no. But, yeah, no. I just, no. And, again, I really like the lack of hesitation with the brothers. I mean, they left their family. They left their careers. That's, like, a huge thing. Granted, fishermen wasn't, like, the most, like, you know, hoity-toity thing in the world, but you also see people, like matthew who was a what's it called tax collector and like that's like that's pretty pretentious you know like i wouldn't want to leave all my materials like that at least money but like you know like just getting up and leaving and doing all that uh it takes a lot of guts so get verse 17 it said
0: repent of your sins and turn to god i think a lot of the time when we talk about repentance right people forget the last part of that. They forget the whole turning to God after you repent. You know, I feel like a lot of the times, you know, sometimes we'll repent of something, but we won't turn.
1: You know, I feel like people get in like this never ending cycle of repentance. Like, oh God, I'm so sorry. I was like vaping or something. I'll never do it again. And then like two, sorry, two hours later (laughs) there, Handing off somebody's neck again, and it's just like, it's, like, you know, you aren't getting anywhere with that. I think that repentance is more than just saying, it's the action, you know.
0: Yeah, the action of turning, repentance you know. And, yeah. You have to
1: turn away from your
0: old ways and turn towards God and pick up new habits.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, and I just
1: think it's very cool. I also really like um, the and for those who lived in the land where death casts its shadow, a light has shined, because that just makes it sound, um, I don't know, it's a very helpful sentence, especially um, in like our society now, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, you know, that's um that's helpful. Like where death has cast its shadow, that's like, that's kind of intense, the words, like I wanna read like the new King James version of it. Yeah, I'm sure it's uh, a lot darker than that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you for reading that, Sophia. Do you want to also
1: read our proverb for today? Of course, i just love to. Okay, so this is Proverbs one twenty through 23. Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls the crowds along the main street to those gathered in front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish in your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. I am a past Bloom student. If you don't know what Bloom is, it's a challenge program. And when I was in the program, we had to write an essay about one proverb chapter a day. I specifically remember doing this one because I had to redo it like two or three times because I did not like what it was saying. Um, and that's probably because, you know, at the time I was convicted, because I'm a little bit of a moron sometimes. Um, and I just really remember fighting this, and I can't remember specifically why. I just, I didn't like the idea of thinking, like, for myself and whatnot. Like, I think for myself a lot, but, like, when it comes to, like, making smart decisions, I was always like, absolutely not. I'm going to do whatever's fun and whatever I want to do, you know? So I felt like I was being called a fool, which I knew I was, but (laughs) I was like, ugh, not from you, too, you know, Bible. So I thought that was pretty good. I mean, every proverb I remember, I had to redo a lot of them. (laughs) I'm part of the reason they don't do the essays anymore but you know it is what it is so proverbs is
0: meant to you know it's the wise book you know <laughs> it, you're meant to get wisdom out of it and so it is a big you know call out from the bible being like how how long how much longer are you insisting on being a simple-minded yeah, person that's what I'm saying. or how long how long will you fools hate knowledge you know Mhm and it is a big call out because you know you don't want to be called a fool or Mm simple-minded
1: i like the king james version a lot better of this passage because it's like it uses like all these big words and it's like i don't even know what that means but that's not nice it's like (laughs) oh my goodness yeah and you know i think it is you know
0: you you know, I don't want to call people listening fools, <laughs> but uh, you know. But you are. <laughs> but you are. <laughs> no, if you, you know, if you hate knowledge, if you hate correction, if you, you know, if you can't receive those things from other people, then you're kind of being a fool.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's given to you, it's like okay. I think a lot of it—it's a pride thing for some people because, like, I think a lot of people have like this stigma for. Criticism. I think a lot of criticism yeah. is constructive even if it's in kind of like a harsher way like you can still take something from that now if somebody's calling you ugly like obviously that's not the same thing but if somebody's like it's normally coming from a place of like older and more experienced wisdom so it's like okay get over yourself. You know,
0: yeah, and then also, you know, God can work through people, you know, yeah. you know, God can have someone bring correction to you, and what you do with that correction, or what you do with that knowledge that person gave you, you know, it depends on whether you're a fool or not.
1: Yeah, no, I have um, a lot of people in my life that are very, uh, you know, so, <laughs> with me, and I, You know, sometimes I I just gotta, I sit there and I take it. Because I like constructive criticism in some places. Like, if it's like my music and stuff like that, I love it. But if it's like, I talk a lot. If it's something to do with that, sometimes I'm like, oh my goodness. (laughs) I get a little sad, but no, lots of people.
0: And I like how at the end of that proverb it said, come and listen to my counsel, I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. Yeah, That's how, you know, getting that knowledge, getting that counsel, getting that correction, that's what's gonna make you wise to mm-hmm. then give it to someone else. Yeah. So because we do need those things. Mm-hmm. And it does, a lot of the time, you know, it could come from a not so good heart, mm-hmm. that wisdom or knowledge or whatever could be coming from. But a lot of the time, you know, When people take their time to share wisdom with you or when people take their time to try to you know counsel or lead you it's coming from their heart
1: yeah no one of the this is a reference that um one of the things i think of when i read this is um the movie whiplash i don't know if you've seen it but it's very intense it's got that guy from the we are farmers but you know the insurance i think it's that one i think it's that one i'm not sure But it's the bald guy. Not Pastor Dave, but, you know, a different, famous bald bald guy. guy. So, um, and he throws a cymbal at his drummer's head, and he's just really, like, drilling on him. But at the end of the movie, like, he has, like, this insane success, and it's, like, this really huge deal. And, like, even though he hated his teacher, and his teacher was awful to him, like, he still got so far even though that criticism was often negative and sometimes toxic, like, he still made it, and I just, I don't know. I really like that movie. I just want an excuse to talk about it a little bit, but I do, like, think about it a lot when I think of um, constructive criticism because sometimes constructive criticism is not nice, and that's fine. Yeah, sometimes it's a harder pill to
0: swallow, but also we're not... Gonna tell you know, listeners, don't let someone throw something at your head. That's yeah, not really don't constructive don't do that, criticism. and also don't
1: throw stuff at other people's heads. Yes. Yeah, it, it's a it's a movie, yeah, you know. Don't don't go take. do that. Yes. If uh, I get any phone calls, I will not be liable <laughs> for any injuries. Um, I'm too broke for a lawsuit, so. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, of course.
0: But no, yeah when when someone takes that time to you know help you and like help you grow and to uh, help you become the person that God wants you to become it's because they love you it's because mm-hmm. you know God has called them to do that specifically in your life and you know you can either let that person come in and help you and help share their heart with you or you can be a fool and reject it but you know in all of our lives, there are certain people that God has put to, you know, counsel us, to lead us, um, to share their knowledge and wisdom, and, you know, we have a choice in that. We have a choice whether or not we let them do that or not, and if you don't, then you're missing out on things. You're missing out on the things that God wants to share with you.
1: Yeah, no, totally. Um, Yeah, I completely agree, I think um a lot of people even though it's not on paper have like mentors and people that they look up to in their lives and I think that um I think it's important for everybody to have somebody that can just pour into them you know I think it's very crucial whether they're older or like your same age and I just think it um like somebody who can keep you accountable and kind of chew you out like I have Priscilla <laughs> and she's a uh, just a little intense, but in like in the best way possible. Like I would I think that's the best way I take it too. Because <laughs> like if people are just, oh no, you do. I don't take that. I take a you're being like you're being. You know, so it's like, yeah, no, I appreciate that much more, and that's that's okay. So I just I think it's very crucial for everybody to have that kind of person in their life.
0: yeah, you need the best of both worlds. Yeah. someone to you know, carry your burdens too, but then also call you out when you're being foolish. Because
1: yeah. accountability, I think that's a, that's a huge deal. It was a really good proverb and a really good
0: uh, Matthew scripture today. So thank you so much, Sophia, for sharing those with us and talking about it. Yeah, of course. Um, do you mind pairing us out?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, hey, God, uh, I thank you for this day. Um, I thank you for all the that may be listening and also the people that aren't listening Uh, I just pray that everybody has a great rest of their day I thank you for your word God and all we can learn from it Uh, in your name
0: amen amen Uh, thank you again Sophia I hope that everyone listening today decides to come to um, the prayer night tonight in Middleborough at 630 I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and we will have you join us tomorrow, January 5th. Bye!